1: You're listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine.
2: In today's episode, we explore a topic that piqued listeners' interest last episode when we dropped it into conversation, and that is self-soothing. We then have a look at the different ways to self-soothe based on the elements. We reco a trashy yet elitist reality show, that's mine, not Holly's by the way, and a remedy for restless sleep and sore muscles. Then, have you ever felt like a bit of a fraud? We look at imposter syndrome and why doubting your own abilities and accomplishments is keeping you stuck. But first, Holly, what's news? What is Goss? What has been the hap?
1: You know what, Jord? Firstly, this episode sounds so exciting from that intro.
2: Thanks. (laughs) I was like so invested. We just whipped it together.
1: (laughs) Love it. Uh, This week has been a bit of a time for, I feel like, not just... Myself and I know you as well, Jord, but a lot of people. (laughs) It's been emotionally heavy. Mm. I have been doing more crying than I think I've done in months previously. And it's just been one of those moments where we've had to take our own advice or I've had to take our advice in riding the waves and really feeling uh, these massive waves of grief, of uh, turmoil, of real sadness and not suppressing them. It almost felt like this week, Jord, even if I wanted to suppress the emotion, it would have come up anyway. You know those times you have? Mm. Yeah. So that, that's been where I've been this week. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think it's been, like you said, I think it's been quite a bit of a collective energy. I know I've been feeling a, a little less in the grief stakes and more in the creativity stakes. I've just felt really... Like almost numb in a way, which is a weird Mm. is a weird way to describe it. But it's like I've got no motivation. Mm. I have no creativity. I've got no new thoughts coming in. I'm just like I have recycled these thoughts so many times. Yeah, new ideas. I am a good ideas person, and I haven't
1: got any. (laughs) Who am I without my good ideas? I actually don't
2: know <laughs> it's very strange, but it's it's collective because everyone's been asking me about it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah totally been feeling that as well.
1: Can we blame the planets at all? Is yeah we-, we can we can okay. so we've
2: got we've got four planets in retrograde um we've still got we've still got about a oh, less than a month we've still got about three weeks before Mercury goes into retrograde, but its shadow will be starting soon. Um, but yeah, when we've got four major planets slowing down, it's asking us to slow down. And like, for me, I, I mean, I like to think that I get all my creativity from inside of myself, but I think a lot of it comes from outside of myself and being inspired by what's around me and what the retrogrades are forcing us to do is just go within and be okay with nothingness. And that is hard for me contrast with. Gemini season, you know, it's the opposite energy. So it's really, it's really tricky. And then we're about to have a Sag full moon, which is opposite Gemini. And the full moon's obviously always opposite where the sun is. So it's always going to be opposite its opposing sign. But it's just, it's a lot of energy coming in. And it's going to be a lunar eclipse as well. It's starting off the next eclipse season. So this all happens uh, in Australia very early on the morning of June 6th, but for everyone else um, on the 5th of June. But yeah, it's um there's a lot of stuff happening upstairs in the planets and that's why we're feeling it all.
1: I just feel a little bit of relief knowing that we can actually blame at least a little bit of what's going on on a collective energy. It makes yeah. me feel less alone, you know?
2: Yeah, and then- also, you've got to think about what's going on in the world. Like, we've got all the pandemic stuff still going on. I mean, yeah, we're very much loosening restrictions in Australia, but it's still a very real thing that's happening. And all of the after-effects, of it you know we're still dealing with people's job losses and relationship breakdowns and all the rest of it we're also which I think we should never underestimate is we're also entering a change of season and quite a big change of season no matter where you are in the world but we're entering in Australia the colder months the dormant months the hibernation months you know and it is time to slow down and I think because we've been isolating earlier than or hibernating earlier than winter told us to. We're sort of like, Oh, but we want to go out and play now and it's like, no, no,
1: no, no, You guys have to rest now. <laughs> That's this how the season's is, work. <laughs> it makes so much sense. It's like, oh, this is why my energy feels so confused and so because I I know all of this, like in my mind, I can conceptualise it. But when it comes to actually acting on it, I have been nonstop. And part of it's been launching or relaunching Manifestation of Magic, which has been so exciting. But you know what it's like, George, um, having to show up. I was having this conversation with Trent last night, actually, because it got to the end of the day after a full day of readings and just showing up in life. And I was just spent on the couch. And I said to him, look, the way that I show up in my life for work and just as I am, it's all energetic. It's all energy output. And so while I sometimes I'm like, oh, I haven't left the house in three days, it's been slow, it's like, no, my energy output has been quite full on and that's the piece of the puzzle that I'm starting to kind of, I guess, remember. Mm -hmm. Just because I'm not doing, doing, doing doesn't mean I'm not exerting.
2: Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Well, I've been doing nothing and exerting nothing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so jealous of you, but it's, it's okay because it's your birthday week. I know. It was so funny yesterday, I um, which I tend to do, but Gemini season's really brought it out of me. I went into a state of mania and like it was productive mania, but I had nothing to do yesterday. I said, Dolly, I've got nothing to do today. What are we going to do? So I created a massive project for myself <laughs> and I got totally absorbed in it. And I just was go, 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 go all day. And then Holly checked in with me at about four and I'd crashed. I was like, She's like I'm, out and I'm done.
1: <laughs> it was very impressive. Like that's a nice skill set to be like, what am I going to do? Oh, I know. Here's this massive project I've pulled out of nowhere. <laughs> I was impressed. Thanks. Because <laughs> if uh, it was me, I would have just napped for five hours. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, I know. I just can't do that at the moment. I think because it's been quite a long period of time now. It's okay. I look, I'm very grateful for having some space. Um, Mm. But, yes, it is birthday week.
1: Yeah, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, good. Yeah. I feel good.
2: Um, Restrictions have lifted enough for me to see people, so that feels good. Yay. (laughs) And um, it's a long weekend, which I'm a bit worried about. I feel like there's going to be an influx of people to Byron Bay, which I'm not looking forward to. Mm.
0: Um,
2: But that's okay. And then, yeah, one year older, one year wiser. It's been a good year.
1: And – you mentioned that the eclipse is reaching its peak on the morning of your birthday. Yeah. <laughs> of course. It is. I was like, you can't write this stuff, Jordana Levy.
2: <laughs> I know. And it's in Sagittarius, which is my imposing sign, so I'm a bit like, oh, this is <sighs> gonna feel so real.
1: Oh, um, interesting.
2: Yeah. It'll be great. Look, it'll be great. I'll do it.
1: No, oh, so good. Well, Jord, I guess this is a really beautiful way to start talking about the ways we've been soothing ourselves mm. during these emotional. Do we call it emotional catharsis? Because that's what it feels like to me.
2: Well, I yeah, I mean, I guess it's up to the individual whether it's a cathartic experience for them or not. But <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Um, ev- everyone was jumping on your comment about self self soothing. God, it's a tongue twister, isn't it? Mm. Self soothe self soothe self. Soothe. Um, in last week's episode, what is self soothing, George?
2: It's so funny. I kind of threw it out there not really realizing it was a term that people don't use. I'm like, oh, you don't soothe yourself? What is wrong <laughs> with you? No, it's basically like the way I like to think of it, and I'll go into detail of how I self soothe myself. Self. <laughs> oh, it's a lot. <laughs> um I basically am like how when you're in a moment where you feel like you need the comfort of another or something external or to be soothed or talked down or calmed down or whatever Mm. in what ways can you offer that to yourself so my go-to is I say to myself what do I need in this moment what would I need for somebody else and how would I comfort someone going through this love that and then I turn it back on myself
1: that actually you know what you've blown my mind in the simplicity of that because I have never done that before haven't you I have never questioned to myself, what would I say or do for someone else in this moment right now, ever? Holly, I thought you would definitely have done that. No, this, yeah, this is really interesting to me. So mm. you use that as the benchmark to then whatever comes up in the moment, you'll then go and do for yourself.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, it's not like a, it's not like a conscious thought out pattern, I guess for me, cause I just do it naturally now, but I think that's a good way for people to start. Absolutely. So for me, I know that a lot of the time I don't want to, I wouldn't, like if if I called you, which I do, by the way, (laughs) I often get soothed by Holly. But if I call you in a state, I don't really want you to solve the problem for me. Mm. I I just need you to listen to me and like hold space. And if you were in the room with me or like maybe not you, but like say my mum was in the room with me, I'd probably want her to, like, when I was a kid, she used to, like, stroke my forehead
0: or, like, Mm. um,
2: pat my back really gently. So Mm. sometimes when I'm sitting on my own and I'm having a bit of a meltdown, I often put my hand over my heart and just tap it really, really gently. Yes. Or sometimes I'll lie down and put one hand on my belly and one hand over my forehead, and I find putting my hand over my forehead super soothing. Sometimes I'll stroke my third eye. Like this is all weird stuff, but it's like as a kid, that's how my mother would soothe me.
1: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't find it weird, Jord. When I was thinking about ways that I especially have been soothing myself this week because I've needed to very very similar my hands on my belly and on that womb space it's just like you I don't think about it my hands just go there Mm. and and just rest there and I I, I've never stroked my third eye although I feel like doing that now it feels (laughs) very nice isn't it (laughs) but I put this week I put a rose quartz there and the only time I will use crystals is when I'm like in dire need of a, a self-soothing moment. And I'm, this week it was a rose quartz on my third eye and then I moved it to my chest and then I moved it to my womb. And so, yeah, that touch and pressure on those points, I feel like absolutely is a self-soothing yeah. piece. Yeah,
2: and even just mm. pat your back, Holly, like this. Just do this. It feels nice. You got a, Are you patting it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is this kind of like EFT? A
2: little bit. It's just, it's just, it's just that back to being a baby and being tapped on the the body.
1: Yeah, you and
2: know, it, it's that soothing rhythm.
1: What I am um, fi- finding myself doing just naturally is like a mo- gentle sway back and forth, which is like a rocking, right? Yeah. Which that actually feels quite uh, soothing as well. This is so fascinating, it's good, isn't it? George. It's yeah. so good.
2: So the other thing that I. Think a lot about is I say to myself because, and I've spoken about it a little bit on the potty, but it's my new it's my new passion topic to talk about. It's this idea of love yourself despite. So mm. when you're going through these moments, you're having a panic attack about something um, that's warranted or something that's not, and half the time it's not warranted. The panic totally. that we bring to these things. Um, letting yourself have the emotion, letting yourself feel it, like not talking yourself out of it by just, but just going, it's okay. Like you just have your moment and I'll be here. So it is a bit split personality, but that's just what I say to myself. It's okay, George, you're doing just fine. You're doing fine. It's all good.
1: Yeah, it's observing what is moving through you. And I have noticed myself do the same, Jord. Almost like it's not an out-of-body experience, but you do become the observer and go, you you do, you split. And you're like, ride the waves. And something I've repeated to myself this week is a couple of things. Firstly, this is nothing you can't handle. This is nothing you can't handle. And I keep coming back to it. And also, my soul chose this and I trust my soul.
2: Absolutely. That's a big one for me as well. You yeah. will not be given something that you can't handle. You've got this. And I think back, not in the moment, but I know now, if I look back at all the times where I thought I wasn't going to make it through something, I absolutely made it through. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's exactly. just It's just trusting yourself and knowing that whatever validation or comfort or soothing that you Are searching for in someone else you have the ability within you to self-soothe it's not to say that you shouldn't turn to people because you absolutely can but in certain moments sometimes it's better to be able to soothe it's so hard to say isn't it soothe yourself
1: soothe yourself it's true I have obviously I've got Trent around quite often when I'm having breakdowns and things. And so it's convenient to be able to have him soothe me, but I actually prefer when I'm able to work through it on my own and process things on my own. And like you said, Jord, it's not, not going to people when you're struggling. That's part of soothing. Absolutely. But it's, it's almost like this feeling of empowerment when you're able to soothe self through a nervous breakdown or an emotional moment. Like, Being able to be like, I have got this and I am actually okay. Even though it doesn't feel great right now, I know and trust myself enough to know I will be okay.
2: Yeah, totally. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about when I was a kid, I used to self-soothe a lot. Like obviously I would go to my mother as a child, but if I was upset about something, I'd sit in my room on my own to deal with it and process it rather than being smothered. Like it just didn't work for me.
1: It may, yeah, that's re- actually really interesting, and I'm excited for us to get to the elements and their different ways. But that does make sense as almost like a a double air placement, Jordan. All of the air in your chart is like, I just need room to breathe. I just need to be on my own. Give me some space. Let me, <laughs> let me process things. Um, speaking back to the the touch uh, piece, another thing that I do, and I've never shared this before. Oh my um, God. I hold my own hand, and yeah. I especially do it when I need just before I go to sleep at night. If I feel like I'm a little bit rattled, I'll just like roll over and hold my own hand, and it feels like someone's holding my hand.
2: No, I, that is not weird at all. I do the same thing in bed. I hold, I actually, hold onto my shoulder. So I wrap my arm around myself and hold onto my shoulder like someone else is holding onto it.
0: That's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> I love it. So is mom, it? She- is it- <laughs> <laughs> There's a technique, I don't know enough about it, so I'm not even going to talk in detail about it, but I've heard a lot about havening. Have you heard about no. havening before? It's an act of self soothing through physical touch, and yeah, that's something that I'd like to look more into because it's kind of I feel like it's very very similar to e f t which is the tapping, but havening is long strokes on the ah. arms, it's holding your body, it's doing the things that we're speaking about, so
2: you know yeah, it's funny guy, I don't know why I keep going back to childhood I'm having a regret <laughs> moment, but um. I often, I don't know if you've seen me do this whole, oh, it's hard to explain on the potty, but I hold my thumb between my fingers like that. Think you
1: do it. Yes. Yeah.
2: And I didn't realize I did it, like never. And I remember when I was in my 20s, I was working in magazines and one of the guys in the office used to notice it all the time, bit of an office crow. But he was like, why do you always hold your thumb like that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's really comfortable. And I asked or oh, my mum had picked it up one day. She's like, oh, I used to do that as a kid. That's so funny that you still do that. Like as a baby, I used to hold my thumb between my... You're
1: kidding. Like
2: that, and I still do it to this day. I don't know what it is. I guess it's just like...
1: It's like a pressure point.
2: Yeah. And like tightness, like feeling secure because everything's kind of wrapped up in each other
0: or something.
1: Well, you know what? I was thinking about other ways I self-soothe and this theme around warmth kept coming up. So I guess it, it's kind of mm. similar to that, isn't it? Like feeling contained. Mm. So for me it's very much um, lots of blankets and jumpers and tracksuits yes. and like feeling warm, like warm beverages, teas and cacao. Yeah.
2: and like we've spoken about it before but like weight, like weighted blankets.
1: Yes, having pillows on. I, yeah. I don't have a weighted blanket. Do you have a weighted blanket? No, or- I've just
2: got blankets that are heavy.
1: Yeah, like, maybe maybe we should invest in a weighted blanket, but, like, when I'm meditating, I'm putting much more pillows and pressure on me, and yeah. that, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's, like, our, our nervous system knows what it needs in those moments, and we've just got to listen to it more.
2: Yeah, and I also think this conversation lends itself to just speaking kindly to yourself. Like, I think about all the times I berate myself, like... Yes. I don't know, like if I didn't do exercise one day or like I ate something I didn't want to eat or perhaps I didn't get through the work I wanted to get through. And like, it's not just negative self-talk, but it's like saying to yourself, it's like, like, it's okay. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah. You're human. Yeah. We're human. You're safe. You didn't hurt anyone. Like it's all good.
1: (laughs) It's all good. And it will be all good. Another piece that came up for me when I was thinking of the soothing piece that I've brought up just recently because I've really needed it. Um, Essential oils and scent. Scent. Like, so not just oils. I've been drawn to oils, but incense and, like, things that I guess – Get me out of my head and bring me into my body and experiencing sensory, like almost not sensory overload, but just feeling the senses. So, for me, I've been using lots of um, geranium, which is beautiful energetically for inner child work, and frankincense, which is very nurturing, and just feeling into what a sense are calling you. Because I have been dousing myself in them, Jord, and it feels just taking a few inhales. It's just really been helping yeah, to scent that's for me. So-
2: so good it's yeah so good. I think we've spoken about this before frankincense makes me so freaking high you
1: have said this before yeah. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> funny when you me. say it nourishes
2: you because I'm like whoa
1: <laughs> how about vetiver
2: I actually find vetiver really overpowering like it's yeah. too powdery smelling for me
1: it's an intense smell. Yeah,
2: I don't mind it in really small doses, but I'm more of a woody scent kind of girl. I love fracking scents, but I'm just saying it makes me like...
1: It's not going to soothe you. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I put it in my face oil every morning, but I couldn't do it at night because I just, like, be <laughs> too wired.
1: I love that so much. It's probably activating all of your chakras. <laughs>
2: all of them. Uh, oil of your chakras. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that same vein of like smells and scents, what I I've, what I've found in the last few weeks is um, I'm feeling better now. But when I wasn't feeling better and I couldn't leave the house is I really noticed how much I was missing the earth and like self-soothing on the sand and on the grass and in the ocean.
1: Mm. Um, and I only
2: realized that that was such an important self-soothing method for me when it was taken away from me.
1: Totally. Absolutely. So now that you're able to be out and walking, is that has that made a difference for you, George?
2: Oh, my God. It's such a catch-22, isn't it? Because I couldn't walk because of the adrenal fatigue. But yes. then I got to a stage where I was feeling so disconnected because I wasn't walking that I had to just be patient with myself and self-soothe and be like, it's okay, you need to rest or you're never going to be able to walk ever again. So I, um, yeah, (laughs) but I do. I feel so much more connected now. I feel like I can process my emotions better. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, that earthing piece is huge. Even for me, i found in moments um, just putting my hands on the grass, like bare hands, because they're an extension of the heart chakra, right? Yeah. So hands on the grass, hands on a tree, like it, it sounds hippie woo-woo, but it's like, no, actually, I find it really nurturing for my soul and just reconnecting with that earth energy.
0: It's powerful. Yeah.
2: Your arms and your hands grew from your heart when you were a fetus. So your heart grows can, first, and then it grew. They grew out from there.
0: I
1: can't even handle that. It's the best fact ever. I know. Gemini. But
2: it's why <laughs> it's why <laughs> touching so important to people because it's how they express their heart, but also how they absorb energy into their heart space.
1: This makes sense why we're being drawn to soothe ourselves with our hands on our hearts and holding our own hands and holding ourselves. It's circulating heart energy. Mm. It's beautiful, and that's
2: why a hug feels so goddamn nice.
1: And we can slowly but surely start to give hugs, and it's exciting. <laughs> Love it.
2: My friend hugged me in public yesterday, and I was oh, like,
1: oh, oh. scandal!
2: Oh my god, this is wild!
1: world that we're living in
2: It's so good. And okay. I was, um, I was like smothering her baby with kisses oh. because I mean, you know, we're family; it's fine. It's and um, but people were giving me looks, like
1: really. And-
2: Yeah, because you're really not meant to be doing that yet.
1: Oh, I can't handle it. I've just kind of thrown everything. I've thrown caution to the window, Dana Levine. I'm touching everyone and everything. Watch (laughs) out. If you see me, I'm a getcha.
2: That's not true (laughs) because you're not even leaving the
1: house. So I don't know what you're talking about. I'm actually leaving the house this afternoon. I'm a little bit nervous and also very excited. (laughs) So, George, Mm. can we break this down into the elements and how different elements would self-soothe?
2: Yeah, so what I think is important here is when you're looking at the elements, first of all, look at the elements that are dominant in your chart, but mostly look at the element of your moon sign. Now, we're going to talk about moon signs in depth in another episode, so don't get too caught up in that. But I think it's important to look at the element of your moon sign in this case because our moon sign really is our emotional self and our soul. And mm. when we're looking to self-soothe, it's like, what does my heart need? What does my soul need? What do my feelings and my emotional body need right now?
1: Makes sense. It does.
2: Yeah. Um, and the more I thought about this, the more I realized that what it is, is it's actually a balancing of the elements that you lack. And that's ah, what will self-suit, right? So let's start with uh, fire. Cool. So fire elements, usually when they're feeling a certain way, what they'll want to do is express and act on it and um, kind of fix it, you know, like problem yes. solve it. Fix, 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 yes. fix, fix, fix by doing Um, And I think when it comes to self-soothing for a fire sign, what they need to introduce is a little bit of water to cool themselves down. Mm. So inviting themselves to feel the emotion rather than express the emotion. Yes. Um, Bringing in some earth, so perhaps grounding themselves because they can get so outward projecty, you know, so like really grounding their energy. And then perhaps bringing in a little bit of the air element and sitting down and going, Okay, well, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write down a list of what is happening right now and what I need to make myself feel better. Beautiful. You know what but, I mean? Does that make no, sense?
1: It makes so much sense, Jord. It's actually really fascinating. Already in my head, I'm like, I can't wait to listen back to this episode and like go through all the people in my life and their elements and life. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you should be self-soothing. That makes a lot of sense with fire. Yeah, fire and so truck. with
2: fire, I think also things like swimming in the ocean, like cooling yourself down.
0: You know, like when you get
2: fiery and you get worked up, it's like, how can I pacify myself? What do Mm -hmm. I need to pacify myself? Standing in the shower, going for a swim, having a cool drink, you know, like whatever it might be.
1: An icy pole. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
2: having an icy pole. Um, Okay, so then let's do earth next. So Mm -hmm. the earth signs are interesting because I feel like they're naturally good self-soothers.
1: Yeah, and yeah. this is you. This is your moon, is Earth.
2: This is true, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and also they can be quite practical in their, their way of self-soothing. So I think an Earth sign really has it down pat. But what's important is um, also thinking about some of the element, the other elements. So, for oh. example, Earth signs are not great at feeling all the feelings. They're a bit like air in that sense. Yes. So perhaps allowing themselves to feel a little bit more and giving themselves permission to feel.
0: Beautiful. Um,
2: perhaps with an Earth sign, it is about okay. Well, if I'm feeling this way, what can I do about it? Like what can I do to make myself feel better? What's going to feel good for me right now? So bringing in a little bit of the action fire element into it.
1: Totally, totally. Instead of just
2: sitting in it, which is what an earth sign will do, it's going, okay, well, maybe I could get up and, like, try something different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then we've got the air sign. So the biggest problem with an air sign when they're having a meltdown is that they're all up in their head. (laughs) So even though my moon is earth, your moon's air, but the Mm. rest of my charts air. So I definitely relate to this. So it's very much for us, Holly, about trying to detach from a story. It's okay to just feel something without a story being attached to it. It's okay to not solve the problem in your mind by having the conversation with someone or trying (laughs) to work out the answer, you know, like, and all of this is very air. So So what I've been doing is coming back again to earthing myself, grounding, coming back down to earth, Placing a hand on my body to help myself feel stable, feel grounded, feel safe. Yes. yes. Um. And what's also important for airs yes. is that we are trying to feel the feeling. So instead of processing the feeling in my head, I really just try and feel it in my heart.
1: Yeah, I've been doing lots of crying this week, and I like to suppress the crying, uh, especially because I'm earth heavy, and then with the air moon, so actually feeling I think I said it to you this week Jordan I'm like the crying just won't stop and you were like just get it out whole and I feel like I've got it out and it feels better it's
2: always better okay so the last one is a water, water. so water. so th- I think the most important thing for a water sign when they're self-soothing is because they are they are going to be feeling all of it is to maybe be uh How can I put this in a nice way? Not to allow themselves to wallow. So going, okay, I felt the emotion. I'm feeling the emotion, but I'm not going to hold on to the emotion. I'm going to let it go.
1: Yes, totally.
2: It's so hard for a water sign and it's so beautiful that they can feel everything, but it's, It's their inability to let the feeling go and uh, let it move through them. It's like holding on to it. So I would recommend perhaps getting a little bit more air about it and bringing some logic and reason to the situation. Yes. Um, Perhaps perhaps doing, but I I don't know if fire is what they need, but definitely grounding. Definitely grounding and, and, yeah, trying to... Um, perhaps write down what they're thinking. Perhaps journal it out. Perhaps try and express it in another in another manner.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the journaling piece for the water um, the water signs. I feel like that would be really helpful. And also maybe that warmth piece of just like snuggling up. I, I feel like it's such a stereotypical thing with water signs of like having the blankets on at home in your trackies. But I feel like that would be really really nurturing for them. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that, Joy. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. It's so fun. I
2: mean, I'd love to hear how other people self-soothe. Uh, the other thing that I do, which kind of um, is what you were talking about with warmth, Holly, is a, a hot water bottle.
0: Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah,
2: it's just the ultimate self-soothe for me. Bed, hot water bottle, book.
1: Beautiful. And if you have a bathtub, I mean, that's an obvious one. We just both don't have baths. So oh. <laughs> that would be... First point of call if we could. <laughs> oh God, love, love, love. So Thank badly. Jod, what's your record for the week? Well, you don't
2: even know because I haven't even told you.
1: And and the yeah, the intro got me excited because I'm like, hang on, trashy, reality TV, Jordana Levine, what's going on here? Well
2: it's a little bit of little bit of column A, little bit of column B. Um, it's called Selling Sunset and it's on Netflix. It's a show, it's set in LA in California, and it's um About these real estate agents that sell like multi, 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 multi million dollar properties. So you get to see in all of these incredible homes. But then there's also this backstory. So it's these two twins guy, two twin guys that own this agency. And all the women that work for him are fucking hot. But they're all like valley girls. And it is just hilarious because it's all about their personal lives as well while they're selling these homes. And these rich guys that come to buy homes but are basically hitting on the women and trying to get them to go out for lunches with them and drinks with them. And they're like, no, I just want to sell you a house so I can take (laughs) a commission. Like, are you serious? But it's so – I love it. I love it because I love looking in people's homes. It's one of my favorite things to do. If you guys don't, here's the second record for you architects digest on um youtube yeah architectural digest oh they go going to celebrities homes the celebrity themselves takes you on a tour through their home it's like cribs on mtv it's the best so this show is kind of like that there are some celebrities that they show houses to like every now and then a celeb will pop up um but guys it's so good i can't stop watching it there's two seasons
1: that sounds like the best fun, and I can't believe I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, Surprise. so so fun. Before I go into my reco, Jord, I just have an exciting reco for the OG listeners who may have remembered a reco from one of the first apps. Somebody feed Phil. Oh yeah, he announced season three is coming out. Get excited! I don't know when it was on his Instagram, and Chen and I died. I'm so excited. <laughs> I like love him so much. <laughs> I am recoiling magnesium spray, and to be honest, Jord, I don't have a particular spray to recommend. I'll rally off a couple, but the reason that I'm recommending magnesium spray this week is, yes, magnesium is wonderful for muscle cramps and spasms and tight sore muscles if you train and it's also really really helpful as a sleep aid but for me in terms of working with energy a lot and this is something that my um, mentor that I work alongside Nanta, Jod likes to call her Magda, (laughs) her name is Nanta but you can call her Magda, you actually can't but it's fine.
2: (laughs) Only I can call her Magda (laughs) guys.
1: She taught me that when you are working intensely with energy so it could be that you're giving readings or you've received a reading or you've had an intense kinesiology session or reiki whatever it is it actually draws on your magnesium stores it draws salt from your body and this is why a lot of the time practitioners will say jump in the ocean drink extra water Use magnesium spray, and I've noticed the difference just getting into a routine with it. Jord, it would always be a little bit ad hoc for me. Mm. So now it's a spritz on the belly before bed every night without fail. My sleeps have been great. I am going to bed really exhausted, but waking up feeling really nourished, right. and yeah, it's like you want a good quality magnesium spray. So I use uh, from Moonbox, Moonbox's magnesium spray but if you don't have moon box then salt lab is another really great brand as well um and the reason that you spray rather than ingesting either is fine but apparently through the digestive system you lose some of the potency that's what my naturopath has told me so oh, do you want
2: to just explain to people what you mean when you say Moonbox? because a lot of people might not know what you're talking about
1: oh yeah i did a record like ages ago my friend nikki runs a, a um Well, it's a business, I was going to say a brand, but it's a business called My Moonbox and it's a monthly subscription box supporting your period and hormones. And part of that, I guess another reason you would use magnesium spray is to ease cramps and tension when it's that time of the month. So Nikki's created her own whole brand, Moonbox brand, of all of these incredible products, including the magnesium spray, which I use every night.
0: But yeah. you
2: can't buy it. You can't buy it separately. But I yeah. just want to clear that up for people because it's a bit confusing.
1: Perfect. I'm not very good at context.
2: Okay, so I didn't put it in the intro because I forgot. But celebrity natal chart this week. Yes. <laughs> it's none other than Delta Goodrim. Now Holly and I have been watching The Voice, but I didn't let her watch it the other night because boy George started talking about astrology, and he dropped. I love that. <laughs> he dropped Delta's star sign in there. Um, but let's do it, Hall. What are okay, you thinking?
1: Let's go. Um, it's it's such a good one, Jord, because I know that Delta's a little bit. I don't know if you describe her as an enigma or she's like a divider. You either really love her, but people also really dislike her. Mm. And I've always loved her, so I feel like can relate probably to some of her chart placements. So I just want to drop in rather than project. I want to intuit, and. I just feel, I do feel fire with her. So that's the first element I want to ask. Is there a fire placement? Um,
2: there is not a fire placement in her um, first three, but she okay. does have a Venus and a Mercury fire.
1: Okay. Is it Sagittarius, those yeah. fire placements? Yeah, yeah, I feel very strong Sagittarian vibes with her. Okay. That's good to know. Mm. Uh, well, if there's no fire. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm I'm just going to ask, is there an earth placement? Yes. Is it a Virgo placement? No. Oh, okay. I'll park that for a second. Is there a water placement? Yes. There's no air? No. Okay. So she's earth and water. Is she double water earth? Yes. Okay. Where's this earth placement? I'm going to go with, there's a Pisces placement.
2: No. Oh, really? Yeah, there's no Pisces. Oh, I would have loved that for her. Okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, there's definitely a Scorpio placement. Yes. And this is the divide with Delta. Interesting. Is it her rising? No. It's her sun? Yes. Okay, so she's a Scorpio. There's another water placement that is her moon.
2: No.
1: Oh, no, her rising's Cancer? Yes. Okay, so she's Cancer rising, Scorpio sun with an Earth moon. Wild. This is a wild chart. And it's not Virgo. It's either Taurus or Capricorn. Oh, oh. she's a Capricorn moon.
2: No. Taurus! Yeah, think about it. She's a, She's like a lot of Taurus women that we know.
1: She. Yes. Yes. Okay, hang on, I need to repeat that. So she is Scorpio <laughs> with a <the> Taurus moon. <laughs> Cancer rising. Wild. And then Sagittarius, Mercury, and Venus.
2: Yeah, and her Mars and her Jupiter are Capricorn. Actually she's all she's 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 pretty much all Sag and Scorpio. She's got a lot of Scorpio placements and a lot of Sag
0: placements.
1: I can see the Scorpio in her. I think she's very appealing and sexy, Mm -hmm. and I think she is super creative. Uh, I guess a Scorpio placement, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but given that she's not got much performative placements for a performer, would Scorpio lend itself to that? No. No,
2: They don't, but she's an incredible songwriter Yeah, an incredible performer. And I think that comes from her water heavy chart because it's drawing on her emotional experiences.
1: Yeah, she feels deep. She's got
2: intensity. Yeah, like real intensity to it. Even as a kid, she had intensity.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Really good point. And that's why it can be polarizing for people because they're not used to that. Intensity. Yeah. I mean, you look at Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, they've all got Scorpio placements in their chart. Mm. They feel the intensity of their emotions and then they express them. Yeah. That was a great chart, Jordan. I'm really happy with that. Oh, good. Yeah. Because sometimes cool. you're not happy
2: with the charts I give you.
1: No, sometimes I'm like, well, that was fucked. But that <laughs> one was like, I didn't do bad and I also didn't do good. It's fine
2: no you did, you did great what do you mean okay. you did you did really well Thank you i would so. have given her a fire placement i actually thought she was a gemini i was surprised really? she wasn't i thought she was gemini i don't know why
1: yeah i, I was almost gonna go
2: vibe from her
1: i was gonna come straight out and be like she's sagittarius like a really <laughs> <laughs> weird but i mean it's fine she's scorpio it makes a lot of sense wild the
2: taurus moon <laughs> the kids are rising. so good so so good
1: Sure, there's been this theme popping up in my readings over the last few weeks, and I wanted to have a chat with you about it, if that's okay.
2: (laughs) Sure. Thanks. What better place to do it than on the potty? (laughs)
1: Um, It's this theme about imposter syndrome. And what I've been noticing come up in my one-on-one time with some incredibly smart, beautiful naturally gifted women in all sorts of ways are questioning and second guessing their abilities, their talents and their dreams based on this concept of imposter syndrome of feeling like a fraud of being like, who am I to do the Reiki healing and become a Reiki master? Who am I to start my own business to hold women's circles to X, Y, Z? And I found it really interesting because I know you and I haven't like outwardly spoken about this, but I know we both experience it all the time, right? I know we're
2: both frauds, so <laughs> we're both like winging life on the wreck. <laughs> we well, have
1: no strategy at all.
2: <laughs> I'll start. I'll start with this story. Um, I it was it was 2016. Take your minds back. Um, It was 2016, and I had decided out of the blue as a recipe developer who worked in food publishing that I wanted to run Moon Circles. Um, And Moon Circles didn't exist, really, and I didn't have any background in running a Moon Circle at all. Mm. At all. But I was like, Mm. fuck it. This is what I want to do. I I um, I started advertising it on my Instagram, and people must have thought, Why is she talking about the moon all of a sudden? Like, she talks about food. Yeah. You know? So weird. And um, so I did it and I did. I felt like a fraud for the first few months and then it became my entire business.
1: Yes, it's so
2: (laughs) true. And now it's 2020 and like, it's still happening. It's wild.
1: that actually is wild. Do you feel like the to get over the hurdle of imposter syndrome is literally just hearing it, hearing the story and going forward and conquering anyway?
2: Yeah, I think it's funny and I think you're gonna agree with this, but I think that my chart and yours as well actually lends itself to being like, I can be anything I bloody wanna be.
0: <laughs> so true. <laughs>
2: So true. It's like, if, I, if I'm if i not qualified in that, I will make myself qualified in that. I will do all the research I have to do until I'm the best at it. And then I will no longer feel like an imposter. In saying that, I do. I feel like an imposter every single day. But I've had this conversation with a lot of different people, especially people I interview on the podcast. Yeah. People who are more than qualified in their field, CEOs of companies You know, chief financial officers, they feel like frauds. (laughs) They feel like imposters. Every time when they come to work, someone's going to find out that I'm not good at what I do.
1: That's what it is, isn't it? It's like someone's going to walk into my office or walk into my home or walk into my business or whatever it is, my family life and go, oh, we know you've been faking this and you're out. It's like, do you think it, it? it comes from a worthiness piece as well around like who am I to do this and not feeling good enough to do this, whatever this is.
2: Yeah, for sure. I I mean Mm -hmm. that has to play a part in it, right? Totally. But I do also think it's just part of being human and I think it's the comparison trap as well. It's like, oh, but other people do it better than me, so why should I do it?
1: yeah that's actually something i hear all the time is oh there are so many people that are already xyz already writing books already modeling so like i don't need to throw my hat in the ring why would i there's already people doing that um and i guess for me especially i mean imposter syndrome comes up all the time um but the most recent thing has been in stepping into modeling and it's like the reason that I'm doing it is because it makes me feel good. I feel aligned with it. It lights me up. I feel called to do it. And so, yeah, while the imposter syndrome is there, like when I'm setting on stepping foot onto a set and it's like, oh, I've never done this kind of campaign before, uh, it's going, yeah, but I'm doing this because I want to do it and it brings me joy and if you can come back to your intention around why you're pursuing a certain thing if it lights you up if you're not hurting anyone if it's a beautiful expression for yourself then yes listen to like take note of the sound of imposter syndrome in your mind but that's not reason enough for you to not pursue it's not going anywhere but if you can show up regardless of the fact then the sounds just gonna get a little softer and softer and softer
2: Agree more i mean i think about all the um corporate jobs i had that i was not qualified for i don't know if we've spoken about it on the potty before but i had this stream of like getting promotion after promotion after promotion because um maternity leave covers were coming up everyone was calling pregnant and my boss just kept promoting me higher and higher for every pregnancy that came up wild and every time it happened i was like i can't fucking do this like this is not my role. Like I'm not experienced enough, but I had to just keep saying to myself, she believes in you. Like she knows that you don't have experience in this. So just work it out. Everyone's working it out. When you start a job for the first time, I reckon it takes three to six months to get comfortable in the role. Yeah. And I think everyone feels like a fraud up until the moment that they start to feel comfortable. I think it's completely normal.
1: You don't know what you're doing until you do it and you do it again and again and again and then it becomes natural to you. It's like you've got to actually throw your hat in the ring and feel like the imposter and feel like the fraud and feel like the beginner mm. to get to the other side of not feeling those things anymore. Like yeah. by not doing, the feelings aren't going to go away. It's like you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You have to go through it, you know? It's my favourite childhood song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. It's really a nostalgic episode today. Um <laughs> But the other piece that you and I say all the time, Jordy, is literally fake it till you make it. Like you've just got to show up and you've got to be like, yeah, I run in circles all the time in Jordy's case. And before you know it, you'll start to develop your own rhythm of things and you'll start to feel more in flow and it will come naturally to you. But without actually showing up in the first place and letting the imposter syndrome um, keep you stagnant, you'll actually never know what's on the other side of it.
2: Can I say this as a piece of advice? Mm. I think that when you bring your own flavor and you are being authentic to yourself, you will never be an imposter because you can't impersonate yourself. You can just be yourself. But when, when you are trying to mirror someone else's offering or you are trying to um, communicate something that you've learned straight from a text instead of bringing your own twist to it, then that, that, is, that is when you'll feel like a fraud because you are. You're impersonating someone else. But if you Ooh. can just stand in your own truth and your own authenticity and bring your own um, spin on it, then you'll never be an imposter.
1: And that's when people are drawn to you as well and your work and your light because it's your authentic vibration, right? And people can tell even in nuances whether you are being authentically self or whether you're mirroring or, yeah, being a replica of someone that you've read or someone that you've seen. Mm. It's a really good point, George.
2: Okay. So if you haven't become a middle member yet, now is your time to do it. We've got the uh, coaching call that we had last week that Holly ran. It was so good. It's now live in the Facebook group where she taught us all about um, psychic.
0: Spiritual arts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was so good. So if you're keen to watch that, if you become a middle member now, you can catch that for the next month. We've also got the weekly energy reads, which are really exciting. This week's one will be all about the upcoming Sag full moon and lunar eclipse. Um, and, of course, we've got our weekly wine nights in there as well.
1: Oh, I can't wait. They're just the best way to break up the week.
2: They are. They're so fun. It's just Holly and I chatting to each other, much like we do on the podcast, but you guys are there with us. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's so good. You've been listening to The Middle with your hosts, Holly Party and Jordana Levine. Join us on Facebook by searching The Middle Podcast or follow us on Instagram. Search at the underscore middle underscore podcast. If you'd like to become a Middle member, you can click the link in the show notes of this episode or head to the link in our Instagram bio and you'll find a link there as well. See you next week.